We're back with the return of Thursdays with Pastor O. There is a message from heaven for us in this year, 2020. We ask that you partner with Believer's Example Church through sowing a seed. We are confident that the grace that is upon this ministry will begin to rest on you and your house. Paul said in Philippians 4 and 19 that my God, the God of abundance, the God of all supply, will liberally supply, give you access, and grant you permission to all of heaven's resources. We are not asking for a donation. This is a seed in good ground that will yield an abundant, fruitful harvest. Your seed will help us advance the kingdom of God and cause many hearts to be one for Jesus. So online today at BelieversExample.com. Good evening, everybody. How's everybody doing tonight? Listen, I am so excited. I hope you are ready uh, to dive into what God has for us. Let's begin to pray and let's see what the Holy Ghost has to say tonight. Father, we thank you so much for the opportunity we have to come before your presence. We're so grateful for the blood of Jesus. We're so grateful for this hour that we are living in. We're so grateful for the assignment that you've given us. So Holy Spirit, help us, lead us, guide us, direct us. Give us greater clarity in the season that we are approaching. May we see what we need to see. May we hear what we need to hear. And may we step into the fullness of what you've designed for us. In the mighty name of Jesus. And somebody said, amen, amen, and amen. Um, let's go to our first scripture tonight. Listen, we're about to jump into it. We're going to be in here tonight. And I know that time is going to go really fast. The spirit of the Lord dealt with me about, um, a week and a half ago, about two weeks ago about teaching on the subject of being led, being led by the spirit of God. When you come into a season such as this, um, where we have uh, dealt with, um, pandemics, uh, changes in political, the, the political arena, changes in um, the economics of our nation. You really need the Holy Ghost. You need the Spirit of God because as things are changing, so systems are changing. And um, so what begins to happen is things in our life become impacted. Now, we are not affected by what's going on in the world, but we can become impacted. And so as believers, we need to know we need the strategy of the Holy Ghost so that no matter what's going on in the world, it doesn't cause us to be affected. Because if the economy of our nation goes down or the health crisis or whatever may be going on, we as the body of Christ, he called us the head and not the tail. So we should be able to override what's going on. But if we're not careful and we're not paying attention and we're not astute to be children of God, hearing from God, then what begins to happen is, is our lives begin to become impacted and we start suffering um, with the systems of this world. So let's talk about this in Romans chapter eight. Well, first, let's let's look at this. First Thessalonians 5, 23. I think this is so important. We've got to understand that we're triune being. We're spirit, soul, and body. It says that this first Thessalonians 5, 23, and the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, the reason why this is so important and I wanted to start right here is because 
God is not going to lead you in your mind. You're not going to be led in your soul. You're not going to be led in your emotions. And a lot of times when you are led by those things, you end up making the wrong decisions. Why? Because the soulish realm is impacted about the five senses. So what we taste, hear, smell, touch, experiences, those, those are how our emotions uh, become involved. They become involved in what we're aware of, what we've dealt with, what has gone on in our lives. Well, that's not a good indication because that means that if our senses are bound by what we know or experience or have, then that means our senses are always predicated on the past. That means they have no bearing for the future. They have no uh, compass for the future. So we've got to step into a place where the uh, where the spirit of God is able to help navigate us in where we are getting ready to go into. The Bible calls him the spirit of truth. One thing Jesus said, he said, it's good that I go so that the comforter will come. He will lead you into all truth. In order for someone to lead you somewhere, they have to have the ability to go ahead of you. Oh God, I'm getting started already. And so thank God that God, the Bible calls him the 23rd Psalm, our shepherd. He's leading us. That means the God, Jehovah Rohi is that name word shepherd. He goes ahead of us. So if he's going to lead us into victory, if he's going to lead us beside uh, quiet streams, if he's going to lead us, the Bible says in green pastures, that means in places of rest, in in places of comfort, in places of peace or victory, that means he must know what we can't see. That must mean he is able to perceive what we have yet to come into a reality of. So this is why we, our spirit needs to be engaged because do you know, it's a very common scripture. You hear it a lot in churches. It says he that worship God, um, those that worship him must worship him in what? Spirit and in truth. Notice it didn't say in emotions in truth. Notice it didn't say in feelings in truth. It, it's by your spirit. Your spirit became born again. That's the way God contacts you. The Holy Ghost that's on the inside. So if you receive uh, salvation, the spirit of God came to live on you in a measure. But as you are filled with the spirit, there's another measure of the spirit of God that is available to you as a believer. He begins to lead. He begins to guide. He begins to speak. This is where you begin to pray in other tongues. This is where Romans chapter 8 verse 26 says, we don't always know what we should pray for as we are, but the spirit himself make it intercession. Why? Because he's gone where we haven't been before. The wonderful thing I love about the Holy Ghost is he's never surprised at what troubles us. It, it may seem to us like, oh man, what we about to do right now? But he always has an exit strategy. He always has an answer. He always has your way out. He always knows what the next step is. It's never a hesitancy in the kingdom. The kingdom of God is never troubled about what's happening next because there's always a plan. There's always a roadmap. You'll even read in Psalms 139, it says, all of my days are written in thy book, O God. You even read that his mercies are new every morning. His compassions are never failing. God God is looking out for our best interest every day. So it's imperative for us to tap into the mind of God, the direction of God. How do we do that as being children led by God? Let's read also another scripture, Proverbs 20 and 27. Notice this. It says the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the belly. Again, there's another scripture proving that the spirit of man, that's how he's leading us. That's how he's going to guide us. So it's imperative that we develop our spiritual 
senses. We develop our spiritual hearing. We develop our spiritual eyes. How do we do that? By spending time in the word, by spending time in prayer, by fellowshipping with God. You will even see your dreams. You'll, he begin to deal with you in dreams, in visions. What is that? That is your spirit bringing illumination to your mind. There's some things that your mind is not aware of, but the spirit of God, as you begin to uh, pray, as you begin to fellowship with him, he is there to help you. Now, I want to read this out of uh, the, the Passion Translation. It says this, the spirit God breathed into man. Notice this, the spirit God breathed into man. If you remember in Genesis, the third chapter, where it says, let us make man in our image and after our likeness, the Bible says that God breathed into man the breath of life. Well, that word breath there, it means spirit. He breathed into man a spirit. He breathed a spirit into that physical body. So the Bible talks about how he formed man out of the dust of the ground, but he breathed in. What did he breathe in? He breathed in a spirit. So Adam's spirit was breathed out of the breath of God. So notice this Proverbs 20, 27, the spirit God breathed into man is the, is like a living candle that shining, a shining light searching all the innermost chambers of your being. Your spirit, as it becomes born again, as it becomes recreated, your spirit becomes a safe guide. That's how God will lead and direct you. That is the spirit. Uh, your spirit is how you contact or you make contact with God. So it's important that we know that. So let's get down to our scripture tonight. Romans 8, 14. Notice this. I'm going a little fast. We've got a lot of material to cover, but I want us to really grab a hold of this so you can always go back and watch these replays and get more information and revelation and study on this. Romans chapter 8 verse 14. Notice this. It says, for as many as are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So I'm going to take my time right here. For as many as are led, are led, are led. Notice it didn't say was led. Notice it didn't say fin to be led. Notice it didn't say will be led. Notice it says those that are led. Was led can never be a substitute for our led. What do I mean by that? Sometimes we can say in one season of another, we say, oh, well, the spirit of God led me the last time. And so we feel like we're good with yesterday's leading or we're good with last month's leading or we're good with 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 last year's leading. No, no, no. You need a there's a fresh leading. There is a fresh leading of the Lord. But notice it's to those that are led. Or can we say this? Those that stay in a continual state of being led, those that constantly go and say, Holy Spirit, lead me today. Holy Spirit, guide me today. Holy Spirit orchestrate my steps today. Even though I might have had a leading yesterday, let me check in and make sure that, that something hasn't changed. What, what am I saying when I say that? A lot of times it's not God changing because the Bible says he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He never changes. But a lot of times men make decisions and a lot of times those decisions can impact us. And so sometimes the Holy Ghost may say, you know what? So-and-so has made this decision or your boss is about to make this decision or your company is about about to make this decision. And so I'm going to send you down another route so that you're not, you're not receiving collateral damage because of the decisions of men. So notice as many as are led, I want to make this statement. 
are led or the state of being led is a state of present continuum. It's a postured position of one spirit to remain. That means I'm remaining in a place of being led. Every day I'm speaking, I'm saying, Holy Spirit, lead and guide me today. This is the scripture, even in Ephesians, that the eyes of my understanding being enlightened. What are you saying? I am getting, I'm staying in a place where Holy Spirit grant unto me another measure of the spirit of wisdom and revelation because I want to be led. I don't want to be misled. I don't want to be deceived in this hour. I don't want to be going in the wrong direction this hour. So this is posturing us as we begin to pray that Ephesians prayer every day. Holy Spirit, grant unto me the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge. Notice this of you so that my eyes can be enlightened. Now us praying this is not for God. God already has the strategy. He already has the roadmap. He already knows how to get us there. We are coming to be led. We are coming to cooperate. Notice Mark chapter four and verse 23 in the Amplified Bible. It says this, if any man has ears to hear, let him notice what it says in the Amplified be listening and let him perceive and comprehend. Now, I thought this was very interesting. He said, let him be listening. Now, we don't use the phrase be listening. So what was what what, what is the Amplified trying to bring across when it says uh, if any man has ears to hear, let him be listening. The word be is a state of being. It's a state of presentness. It means constantly being a place of Holy Spirit, whatever you're saying to me, I'm ready to adjust. I'm ready to make adjustments. I'm ready to, to, to move on what you're saying because hearing is more than just hearing sound. Hearing when the word says hear, it means to hear and obey. So as many as uh, for if any man has ears to hear and obey, let him be in a posture of listening. Oh God. So if anyone desires to be led again, Romans chapter eight, verse 14, it says for as many as are for as many as want to be. Listen, everybody don't want to be led. Everybody's not posturing themselves to be led. Everybody's not making themselves available uh, or aligning their spirit or making their spirit available for the spirit of God to speak to them. So just like in the morning, when you get up in the morning, you should not be turning on the TV. That should not be the first thing you do when you wake up in the morning, the first thing you should not be doing is, is checking your social media. The first thing you should be doing is acknowledging him, acknowledging his leading, acknowledging his direction, acknowledging Holy Spirit. You know, Benny Hinn wrote a book, Good Morning, Holy Spirit. And I read that a couple of years ago and it really changed my life because what I started noticing was is as I started making the Holy Spirit my priority, he started making me his priority. Oh God. So when I started going in and asking him, Holy Spirit, acknowledging him even throughout my day, then guess what? He made sure I knew what was coming up. There are times throughout my day I'll have a sensing or knowing that I need to do something or don't do something. Those checks or those X marks, those green grievances in your spirit. We need to pay more attention to those. That is the spirit of God trying to lead us. The other day I was getting ready to go to a specific restaurant in a city that's adjacent to where I live. And um, the further I got to that city, the more it was becoming grievous in my spirit. It was like, you don't need to go there. You don't need to go there. And let me tell you something. 
I bust a U-turn right in the middle of the road. Why? Because I'm learning that sometimes those leadings of the spirit of God will save you from tragedy. Sometimes we begin to ask, why do bad things happen to good people? Sometimes good people are not paying attention to the leading of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes good people are not paying attention to how the spirit of God is trying to direct them and orchestrate them. Listen, just because you're saved does not absolve you from tragedy. It does not absolve you from disaster. It is imperative for you to follow the Lord. It's imperative for you to pay attention to what he's saying. It's imperative for you, it's imperative for you to, 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 to take heed to what the spirit of the Lord is saying. Listen, we're not just praying so that we can get our way. Prayer is not just praying so you can have your own desires and your own needs met and so you can do it how you want to do it. And a lot of times we pray with that assumption that when we pray, God is going to do it how we want to do it. Or we're praying that God blesses our plans. No, we've got to change that mode of thinking and say, Father, I'm coming to find out your will. Just like Jesus prayed in the garden of Gethsemane. Nevertheless, not your will, but thine, not my will, but thine will be done. I, you know, someone asked me the other day, maybe, maybe it's, it's been a while ago. And uh, they asked me, what's your five year plan? And I said, you know, my five year plan is to still be in the will of God in five years. That's my plan. My goals, my aspirations, my desire is to be right in the will of God is to be in the plan of God for my life. Sometimes we can plan to a detriment and a default or to disaster. Listen, it's good to have a plan, but your plan should always be submitted to the will of God. Your plan should always be directed to the plans of God. So you can write a vision board all day. But in 2021, listen, we're in a time where we've never lived before. People can't really help navigate you in this season because they ain't lived this before either. We're in a very uh, different time, but we're not without help. This is the time for us as believers to really draw on the Holy Ghost, the person of the Holy Ghost. If the spirit of God was not sent for any hour, he was definitely sent and is needful for us as believers so that we can navigate these uncertain times. It can be uncertain in the world, but it doesn't have to be uncertain in our lives. Isn't that a blessing? Isn't that amazing that God didn't leave us stranded by ourselves to figure this thing out? He left us his spirit so that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. I need to say this. Now, this is a strong statement, but buckle your seatbelt uh, and fasten your seatbelt so we can we can move forward with this thing. It's God's responsibility to speak, but it's your responsibility to hear. I'm going to say that one more time. It's God's responsibility to speak, but it's your responsibility to hear. I'm going to say that one more time. It's God's responsibility to speak, but it's your responsibility to hear. God is not responsible for your hearing. He's only responsible to speak. So that means I have a job to do. I have my job is to stay in a place of hearing and obeying. That means as soon as, you know, there was this old congregational song and it just says, when your spirit speaks to me with my whole heart, I will agree. And my answer will be yes, Lord. Yes, I'll say yes, Lord. Yes, to your will and to your way. I'll say yes, Lord. Yes, I will trust you and obey when your spirit. Notice this when your spirit. Notice this when your spirit speaks to me with my whole heart. I will agree and my answer will be yes, Lord. Yes. 
what trains your spirit, what causes your spirit to be astute, what causes your spirit to be sensitive, what causes your spirit to be keen is when he speaks, you respond. Now, now, uh, those of you that have old school parents, you know, uh, those of you that are, are, are 30 and older, you probably have more of an old school parent than a new school parent. Listen, old school parents, when they talk to you, it wasn't like you just sat there and, and looked at them like they was crazy. You got up and moved when they spoke. Why? Because they would say if you if you wasn't moving fast enough, they would immediately say, now, I just told you, did you not just hear me? Now, they weren't talking about did the sound of their voice reach your ears? What they wanted to know is why have you not responded? Being led by the spirit of God is about you responding. How you become sensitive to the spirit of God is responding to the Holy Ghost. Just like I got that inward impression and it was an inward witness. I don't know what was going on in that city. It could have been somebody could have, uh, uh, it could have been an accident. The spirit of God was dealing with me about. It could have been some tragedy. It could have been somebody was the devil might've wanted to use somebody to rob me, whatever the case was. But I paid attention to that inward witness and as I got it and I was sure about it, guess what I did? I made a U-turn right in the middle of the road. Guess what? I'm to the point in my walk with God that I don't have to know what's on the other side in order for me to obey. Woo, y'all, I'm getting heavy tonight. We've got to get from the point that we got to know what's on the other side before we obey. Sometimes we like, well, Lord, you know, I, I want to do X, Y, and Z. And so if we don't see or, or know which way he's leading, then we'll hold back. We'll step back and we'll say, well, until I get a little more information about what I think is about to happen, then I'll obey. No, 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 no. That causes your spirit to be deficient. That causes your spiritual senses to be dulled. It causes there to be a handicap in your spirit because what you start doing is you start um, you start comparing what God has said based on what you see. And so when you get something from the Lord, the Bible talks about not confirmed with flesh and blood. You don't need to go to your mind and consider, or let me see how this thing is going to pan out before I decide to pay attention to what the spirit of God is saying. No, when he speaks, you need to respond just like old school parents. When they speak, they're expecting you to move. They're expecting you to do what they ask and they want you to do it in a hurry. You know, old school school wasn't like, you know, take your time and act like you dragging because guess what? You would get more in trouble for your uh, lethargic response than you would if you didn't respond at all. And so what they were teaching is you need to respond when I speak. That's just how it is with the spirit of God. We need to respond because notice what he calls us sons of God. Now, don't get tripped up. Um, women that are watching this um, sons of God is just a phrase sons of God, meaning children of God or those that belong to God. So sons or daughters of God. So let's go back and read that again. Romans chapter eight, verse 14, for as many as are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Notice this. Um, uh -oh, hold on one second. There we go. We just jumped off. Uh, IG just jumped off. Okay, wait a minute. <laughs> so we're back on. Um, for as many as are led by the spirit of God, notice this. They are the sons of God. Notice that reference was those that are led are identified as sons. Those that are led are identified as people that he would say are his children. So in other words, like this, 
if you are a or, or, or if a child goes into a store with their parent and someone in that store that's not their parent starts trying to give them instructions or direction or telling them what to do, that child has no obligation to listen to that person. Why? Because that person is not responsible for you. They you do not belong to that person. Who does children belong to? They belong to their parents. So if you say the father God is your father them, you have a responsibility to respond to your father as his child. So us being children of God is very easy for us to say, oh yeah, I'm a child of God. Do you believe that? Oh yeah, I serve God. But are you obeying him? Are you obeying his instruction? Are you obeying what he's telling you to do? Are you following in his footsteps? Because it, notice it says, for as many as are led, those are the sons of God. Those are the ones that are qualified and classified as being sons. Listen, if you ain't listening, then that makes you a bastard. It makes you that make that makes you that I, I don't have a father. I don't, I'm not listening to nobody. And that's where the scripture talks about in John. It says, my sheep know my voice. Let's read that. John chapter 10 and verse five and a stranger. They will not follow, but will flee from him for they know not the voice of strangers. In this believing, in this uh, spending time with God, you begin to pick up his voice. You begin to know what he's saying. You begin to perceive what the spirit of God is leading you into. And a lot of times as believers, because we have not spent enough time in the presence of God, we're unsure when he's speaking. So we don't know if it's God. We don't know if it's the devil. We don't know if it's our feelings, our emotions. So a lot of people ask me, how do I know when God is speaking? It comes through fellowship. You need to spend enough time with him until you begin to begin to identify what he's saying. So in the interim, if you're just beginning in learning how to be led by the spirit of God, do you know what your compass is? This word of God. We should always be led by the word. What you hear should always line up with scripture. So a lot of times in Proverbs, there's wisdoms in Proverbs. There's uh, different instructions that the word of God tells us. And so you can follow that as a safe guide. And as you begin to study the word and meditate the word and get the word in the inside of you. When you do go to pray and you do hear those instructions in your spirit, or you sense that inward witness, you can line it up with the word of God and it'll bear witness with your spirit or with your heart. Um, let's read this. We're getting ready. Man, I knew that time was going to run by us. We got five more minutes and we're closing tonight. I want to say this, your failure to respond will create a deficiency in your hearing. Your failure to respond to the spirit of God will create a deficiency in your hearing. I'm going to say that one more time. Y'all hear me tonight. Your failure to respond to the Holy Ghost will create a deficiency in your hearing. If when the spirit of God speaks, you're dragging, you're slowing around, you are second guessing, you are delayed in your response, you will start creating a um, you will start creating a delayed hearing, a delayed response. You'll start training your spirit in a wrong way. And when it really counts and you really need to get clear instruction, you're not going to be sure. You're not going to be sure how your spiritual ear is trained and it's acute to hear is learning how to respond. When the spirit of God speaks, let me respond. Let me respond. Let me respond. So I want you to begin to practice that as we begin to close this this week. Uh, and then we'll come back next week and, and pick up. Actually, next week, we won't be on next week, but we'll be on the week after. 
Learn how to train your spirit to respond. When you get that inner nudging, that's called an inward witness. As we get over into the month of February, we'll start, we'll talk more about the different ways the spirit of God leads us. When you get that inner nudge in your spirit, something is just not right. Pause. Don't just keep going pause and say, Lord, what is it that you're trying to get over to me? Pray in other tongues. Allow him to lead you. Why? Because that's going to cause you to be more accurate the next time. So when you start getting that nudge, that inner nudging, that inner working of the Holy Ghost, the inward witness is the main way that the Spirit of God is going to lead you. He's trying to lead you into triumph and the victory so that you can overcome an obstacle that he sees coming up ahead. It's just like this. Let me say this in closing. It's just like this with Jesus. GPS. Your GPS system will sometimes say rerouting in the middle of your journey and you won't know why it's rerouting. And then you'll look and it'll say it'll have like red lines or it'll have a red mark on your route. And what it'll say is there's traffic up ahead. Now you can't see no traffic. It don't look like no traffic to you. Look like everything is good to go. Look like the freeway is, is clear. But notice the GPS system, because it's picking up a satellite signal, it has a better vantage point than you do. It can see what you can't see. Lord have mercy. And so the Holy Ghost is, has a greater vantage point than you do. He is not bound by time. He's not in the carnal realm. So he is superseding the confines of this natural realm. So what he's giving you, you've got to trust that he sees more than what I see. Even when he shows you dreams or visions, what is he doing? He's showing you something you haven't seen yet. It's to prepare you. There's sometimes you'll have dreams about death. You'll have dreams about tragedy. Sometimes you can pray them in a different direction. And sometimes he's warning you, showing you this is what's coming ahead. And we'll talk more and more about this. But as believers, this is where we must learn how to live from living from our spirit. Listen, your spirit is to have the most dominance over you, not your soul, not your emotions, not your body, not, not what's going around your spirit, your heart. That is what should be your guide. That should be leading you. And the spirit of God will make sure you have exactly what you need. Let's pray tonight as we begin to close. I pray that this bless you tonight. Father, we thank you so much for this opportunity. Holy Spirit, we trust you to lead us and to guide us. You will always do your job. You are always on your job. You are here always to help us, to equip us, to lead us, to guide us and direct us. And so we as children of God, as so sons and daughters of God, we make a choice. We make tweaks and adjustments in our leading, in our availability, in our posturing of our spirit to stay in a place of being led. We want to be led. We want you to lead us. We want to be guided. We want to follow the steps that you have for us, the plans that you have for us. We want the will of God. We don't want to be in the dark. We don't want to be deceived in this hour. We want to be accurate in our leading. We want to know exactly where you're taking us this year. And so we plead the blood of Jesus over the month of February and March and April. We speak that the plans, purposes, and will of God shall come to pass in our life. We take authority over every trap and scheme and snare of the enemy over us or uh, 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 that comes against us. We decree and declare no weapon. Form shall prosper. We speak prosperity and peace and wholeness and soundness and joy and victory is our portion. We give you glory, honor, 
and praise for everything you are doing this year and the great things you have planned for us. We will see it in the mighty name of Jesus. And somebody said, amen, amen, and amen. I want to remind you, if you want to give, you can go to Cash App at Believer's Example. Um, and if you want to get the book, as I've said many times before, believe, um, Declare, decree, and demand. It's a confessional book. It'll show you exactly what to say over yourself so that we can get our mouth in alignment with the word of God. Listen, I hope you enjoyed tonight. We will see you next week. I love you. Have an amazing night. God bless you.